With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Malachi. Hi, why I hate it when you say my full name. I really do. <laughs> Hi, this is Mal. Uh, we are without Christina today. We're without Christina today. We, we're actually honestly without Christina for most of the month just because Christina is preparing a huge, huge, huge move and um, requested some assistance. So today I have a topic, uh, admittingly a short one though. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about it. Uh, but before, well, wait, usually no. the intro is a lot longer, huh? Well, no, yeah, no, we, we've only, we've only just begun. We've only just begun. See, I don't, I don't know what to talk about with you because with Christina, what? it's like, I don't live with her and see her like 24 hours a day. I mean, I do, I am employed. I do leave the house. Yeah, but you leave the house mostly during a time I'm asleep. And that's your fault. And that's your problem. I don't. It's my problem for still being asleep at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, you should get up. No. At four o'clock in the morning? For listeners who don't know, I do work an early morning AM job. And uh, enjoy it deeply uh, with a company that is attempting where many of its employees are attempting to uni- unionize. Yeah, it's true. And uh, its main logo is that of a siren. And uh, I thought it was a mermaid. Is it a mermaid? I think it's a mermaid. I thought it was originally a siren. No, it's called the siren. Yeah. Is it? Yeah, okay. she's a siren. It stares at you creepily at its headquarters. What? The... the- it's just the headquarters because I've been there I went, when I went to visit Jen in Seattle. It's just like the... Ha- the- top half of its face from like nose upwards yeah it's really uh, creepy but anyway uh this is uh this is our podcast cults cryptids and sirens where we talk about we could talk about sirens we could talk sirens about sirens honestly yeah sirens are okay but we, no 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 no. we've had conversations about <laughs> what is and isn't decrypted before and yeah. i was like are unicorns encrypted and apparently no mythological creatures uh, technically don't count as a cryptid. okay but we have actually talked a little bit about things that are siren adjacent um because I did the story about the beasts in the Mediterranean. You talk about the celiac or whatever, or yeah, the sea yeah. people, or no? No, not sea people. There's literally, I don't know if you're going to be able to find that episode because I'm not sure what it was called. But yeah. basically, it was an ancient episode. It was an it was a ancient history episode about a place in the Mediterranean where ships would disappear, and it was said that it was because of sirens. I mean, uh, yeah. What what what? But uh, it was a current. What is that? The Iliad with Homer? Is that's it, the Odyssey. It's the Odyssey. Yeah, that's the Odyssey. That's how the Odyssey starts, actually. Yeah. See, the thing about it is, is that on this podcast, we like try to be as respectful as possible. We don't know about something. We usually get guests, uh, you know, referencing many of the guests we've had before. And some topics that we love to talk about are rooted in a deep cultural significance for that th- those people. I don't think sirens is one of those things. No, but I just like to be as respectful as possible because for some people, like, 
unicorns are mythical and like yeah i don't know if unicorns are also like deeply respect like i don't, it's, I don't it, we just a, decided unicorns aren't really of the purview of this podcast yeah, yeah. Um, like as an example i brought up it's like technically we could talk about vampires no we could we because totally there are could. definitely like local stories and like um like hauntings especially in places that we could talk we could talk about like the entire history of like transylvania and why it's like exactly yeah yeah uh fun fact in the original, like, black and white, I think it was Nosferatu, um, they put armadillos in there because people didn't know what the fucking armadillo was back then. And so they looked weird. So if you look at the old silent film, there's just fucking armadillos everywhere. It's hilarious. Because um, they seemed exotic. I mean, they were. And now we live in the time where it's like I could pick I could pull up a picture of the most deadly spider in Australia. Oh, my God. Did you hear about the spiders on the East Coast? Anyway, this is Cult, Cryptids, Conspiracies, the podcast where we talk about uh, myths, legends, histories, cults, cryptids, and conspiracies. Uh, sometimes it's a bummer. Uh, sometimes it's not. We try to make it not. But the thing is that, uh, to be quite honest, a lot of bad things happen in the universe, and you should know about it so you can be aware. And so you can defend okay. yourself. Cheery. Look, one of the main reasons we do episodes about cults is because they follow a very similar diagram and pattern that is recognizable. I mean, I like doing stories about cults because I grew up with a mother who was obsessed with true crime. And so I've seen a lot of documentaries about Waco. And that's why that's why you do a lot of episodes about like conspiracies and stuff. You do really well. Yeah. And like Christina does a lot of episodes about like mysteries and history and stuff like that. And I just uh, fucking bring something out of nowhere. And I do a lot of hit like religious context. Listeners. Just so you guys know, living with Mal is like peeling an onion sometimes. <laughs> what? Why? Oh, you're going to bring up the Christ thing? Okay. So <laughs> I am currently binge watching. Would you call it the passion? It's the passion play. I'm currently binge watching a show called Superstore, which if you want to watch something and not have to think too deeply about it is great. And there's an Easter episode where they talk about the passion play because that's usually something that like churches will put on or religious schools will put on during Easter. And so I asked Mal... Hey, did you guys put on the passion play when you were in school? Because if you don't know what that is, it's literally just a play about the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Um, and he said, no, what's that? And I'm like, huh, that's weird because you grew up in a Christian cult, essentially. I'll reference the episode where I talked about the Christian, like. <sighs> it was like 200, wasn't it? It was it like, was like a, episode 200. Yeah. The, if, if it is, I just won't say anything. But if the, the deeply fundamentalist uh culty vibes of the the upbringing that i had so i was like hey did you ever do the passion play and he was like i don't know what that is and i explained it and he's like no but for like a few weeks out of the year we would do reenactments which is not the same apparently i was trying to see if it was it's not because chelsea was just like oh you mean the play like people are acting and i was like there is no acting this is a religion this is a ritual there is a commencement where you had to do this it, it was it was as an observation of the sins of that you yourself have put upon Christ. Hey babe, I have another question for you. <laughs> yeah, why? How many times did they make you play Judas? Uh, I never played any of them. Oh, I actually okay. I actually got out of it. Um, so I think I I may have mentioned it in episode two or not, but like uh, I had Bible class instead of English class, mm-hmm. and I had a really really good Bible class uh, grade. Because I had nothing else to do, and I read the Bible multiple times every year, because I was just like, I guess. 
And I'm sorry, I always had good grades and so much to the point where I'd read philosophy books in Bible class instead of the Bible because I was just that bored. And anyway, I was re- I was really good with the Bible teacher. So I actually always got out of doing the plays because my Bible teacher was like, he has an A plus. He gets it. OK, um, but I, I got to watch people like half naked dragging like a fucking Home Depot cross mm-hmm. uh, across the entire campus and doing circles for like an hour. It's like peeling an onion. But yes, uh, if you're interested, if you this episode, we have a weird energy today in the studio, being that Chess and I are in the same place as as of now, and Christina is not with us. Um, if you want to just listen to us as a couple bicker and banter for a little over an hour, um, you've come to the right place. Yeah, and maybe like I really want to stream on Twitch with you because I think it'd be hilarious. Who me? Yeah. We've wanted to stream on Twitch more, but the problem is we get so busy. We just moved and Christina just moved. And I think Christina has a uh, hint, hint, some plans for some like setting up like more of a better space for streaming. Yeah. But um, we'll get to that and we'll announce that when we do, because we'd love to do that. Yo, I've fucking been really interested in VTubing, not because I want to be popular or famous, but just because I don't want my visage to be seen. I am a fucking cryptid. I'm a creature and a monster of the night. I do not wish to be perceived. I know. Anyway, so we also have this segment we do with the podcast called The Bummers Will Sometimes. The Bummers Will Sometimes is a news segment where we talk about the things that have happened within the last week that are tangently related to cults, cryptids, and or conspiracies, updates on past stories we have done, or updates on stories that we're eventually going to do in the future. Today, we have some fun ones. We have one that's fun, um, and it's that Courtney Cox sold her haunted house. Uh, okay, Courtney Cox from friends yes had a haunted house yes i'm both intrigued and disappointed it was it's not like it's literally like a house she was living in that she sold because it's haunted interesting now did it join the list of officially haunted homes in america that's my question that is a good question hang on because there's like i know certain states actually demand that you have to list a home as haunted if it is locally known like in the, via town folk that it is considered air quotes haunted. Um, it was in Laurel Canyon, which is actually pretty close to where we are. Right, and previously owned fine. by Gypsy Rose Lee and Carol King. It apparently had been reported as haunted before she bought it. Interesting. So it had a form of history that it had hauntings. That's cool. I mean, that's probably not cool for her, but. And Courtney says that she didn't believe in ghosts until she lived here. I mean, that's a fair concept. I've heard of many people just being like, yeah, there ain't nothing going on. And then suddenly they have that one incident. And it's just like, yeah, I believe. She said friends would stay with her and felt that an encounter with a felt an encounter with a woman who was sitting on the edge of the bed, like while they were staying there. That's some creepy shit. I mean, we've done. Plenty she ended of, up holding a seance at her home. That's cool. <laughs> there was one last ghostly encounter that convinced her to sell the home. Uh, she says, I was at the house one day, not being a believer. The doorbell rang. It was the UPS guy or something. And I opened the door and he said, do you know this house is haunted? (laughs) (laughs) That was the encounter. And she went on, said, and she went on and says, uh, and I go, yeah, why? Why do you think that? And he goes, because there's someone standing behind you. And I was like, let's sell. (laughs) Yeah. hundred percent. We've done many episodes about ghosts in general, and I there's too many for me to start referencing now, but many of them have stories similar to that, where it's just like one instant or one like event is just what tips the scales. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you're... 
I mean, I don't know. When your UPS guy says like, hey, it, it, there's someone standing behind you. I can understand being like, you know what? I'm done. But also like the UPS guy was trying probably just like fucking messing with her which is kind of shitty which is shitty i like our ups guy by the way i also like that other concept like if it was us the ups guy would have come over you know when someone's behind you it's like oh yeah that's just my husband <laughs> yeah he's freaky and weird it's okay yeah and then in less fun news because there is less fun news i i uh, added i added our at through podcast on twitter uh about some some dc news oh well hang on because we'll we've there. got uh, new details from the QAnon murder case. Oh, geez. Messages between Matthew Taylor Coleman and his wife reveal an apparent mutual interest in the conspiracy theory of QAnon. But Diane Ben Scoder, who helps people escape cults, said there could be other things at play. No, other things at play, like divine or what? Well, this is this case where the guy murdered his two young children. Last September, a federal grand jury in San Diego indicted Coleman on two counts of murder for the death of two-year-old Kalo and 10-month-old daughter, Roxy. Jeez. Um, prosecutors claim Coleman ab- abducted his children on August 7th from the family's home in Santa Barbara and drove them across the Mexican border, where he allegedly murdered them and left their bodies behind. Jesus fucking Christ. He confessed... Bummer. ...saying he was enlightened by QAnon and Illuminati conspiracy theories... <laughs> ...and had received visions and signs telling him that his wife... Abby had passed her own serpent DNA to his children. According to the documents, he told police he was afraid they would grow into monsters, so he had to kill them. He pleaded guilt. He pleaded not guilty, and his lawyers did not respond to a request for comment. I like that. Look, we we've talked about QAnon a lot. Like, if you listen to any of our episodes, it's it's a thing going God, on in the US so right now and more and farther. But initially, my thoughts. Like pre-pandemic, especially, we're just like, oh, there's fucking wackos who are just alt-right dudes. But it's way more than that. If you're if you're thinking, oh, I could talk to a cute person, it's fine. Just don't. Just save yourself. So the new information re- involves an FBI warrant that was filed on February 17th of this year, involving text messages between the two parents. There was a text sent from Coleman's account to Abby's on August 9th around 3 a.m. that seemed to be replying to one of Abby's texts that says, Hi, babe, miss you too. Things have been rough, but starting to get some clarity as well. Still confused on a lot of things, though, and processing through them. So many crazy thoughts going through my head right now. Hard to explain. Yeah, funny you're getting some clarity through my grandma's old Bibles. Wasn't there too anyway? Was actually still thinking of burning them in case there's a chip in them or something going to keep processing through everything and hope to get some answers hope all this craziness ends soon love you i've just always like we were talking about this um we were talking about all right people and like how the self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing where it's just like these kinds of people will find a route that verifies their fears and suspicions no matter what it is and that always sucks because, like, trying to talk down those kinds of people, it's just like, oh, they've entrenched themselves in their own dogma, in a sense, where you will not, you can't save them. You can't change their mind because their mind has been made for them, in a sense. Fucking serpent skin and chips and Bibles. Like, what the hell? Yeah. And then also in uh, an update that will surprise no one on QAnon, apparently they're now saying that the whole Ukrainian war is actually, like, Trump with Putin trying to take down uh, Zelensky, who is definitely part of the New World Order. Ah! 
Um, How many Claxons am I fucking getting to already? Well, there's the anti-Semitic one. There's the New World Order one. When was the anti-Semitic one? Well, they don't like Zelensky because he's Jewish. <laughs> hey! Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> but a great actor. <laughs> and a good dancer. And a good dancer. You go, Zelensky. You go. Uh, I was uh, I was listening to some somebody on TikTok of all things because I'm obsessed. I guess uh, talk about how Trump is actually it was a Q supporter. Obviously, Trump uh, is totally in power still, and um, obviously you know Trump's in charge and he he's planning this whole thing to the T and like he did it with Putin back when Trump was like in his four years or whatever the fuck. The interview was like, oh, okay, so if Trump's in power, then how do you feel about the recent changes to some of our government systems, like stuff on like vaccines and stuff like that, and uh, the reaction to the war? And uh, the person being interviewed was like, oh, I don't like it. It's all Biden's fault. And it's just like, but wait, if you just said Trump's in power, what does Biden have to fucking do with it? And it's just people are just, again, stuck on their own own thought of just like, oh, well, what I believe is true, and there's no way that it can be anything else. I mean, yeah, basically, I'm just reading through the, the Reddit subreddit that i go to um yeah basically ever since the russian invasion uh QAnon people have gotten a little bit crazier because they support russia and putin because they think putin is great oh, fuck because uh as some of them have said because russia is a christian nation and they're just trying to make sure that christianity <laughs> what yeah no i'm not fucking kidding what they want to. Russia is just trying to make sure that Christianity spreads, and Putin uh, doesn't give a fuck about Jesus. Yeah, um, go live there. Um, go go be happy over there. But um, our hearts go out to everyone in Ukraine and everyone affected by that. Quite obviously, um, my heart goes out to a lot of people in Russia too. Oh, definitely, we were talking about that. It's like if we could say anything, you know, if you could learn anything from today's episode, which this has nothing to do with the topic I chose today, but like the citizens of Russia are wholly are very much against the war and on a moral perspective. Yeah, uh, dear America, please let's not do this fucking xenophobic bullshit that we did after nine eleven as well. Uh, which is a lot of people are like leaving negative reviews and threatening like Russia restaurants which are actually a lot of times also staffed by ukrainians yeah so like fuck off guys like this whole thing of i'm i'm a little bit conflicted about a lot of businesses deciding to shut down practice in russia right now like things that are consumer-based things like mcdonald's and starbucks and things like that it's just really weird I'm not sure I support it because I don't support punishing the Russian people because it's not their fault. And yes, I totally understand that there's a lot of Russians who do support Putin, but there is also a lot of people. There's thousands of people who are being arrested, who are protesting in the streets right now in Russia against the war. And we're just deciding to forget that they exist. Yeah, I feel like the focus is on it's like, oh, well, this business needs to protest or not, which, by the way, I don't think Starbucks is. I don't think Starbucks is on that list like McDonald's is. Oh, no, they're shutting down. Oh, they are? They, they, yeah. Uh, McDonald's oh, okay. and Starbucks are both shutting down oh, I stores Starbucks now. Starbucks wasn't. Um, it's like, we're focusing on that kind of big consumerism part. It's just like, but there are people on the ground. Anyway, we could talk about this for hours. Yeah. Um, it's beside the point. Um, just remember that the Russian people are people, and they also are being affected by this war very negatively, and they need help as well. That's that's all I really want to say about that. Um, that's all I have for the sometimes, unless you have something, Mal. I do. Hold on. Oh. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking for my tweet, but also I have the oh, last God. thing I retweeted on Twitter is from my favorite streamer, Ray. And his tweet is cauliflower is just privileged broccoli. And I have to agree. I like cauliflower. Cauliflower is good. I don't like broccoli. You know, what I was going to say was that uh, apparently a caravan of truckers that call oh, themselves God, the, the DC caravan, the people's convoy. They circled the DC beltway at a deliberately slow speed to stop to protest pandemic restrictions, which I'm confused about what they're even protest. What, what restrictions, you know, I know uh, the mayor of New York, who's an asshole, uh, was like, we have to reopen New York. And I'm like, when did you close? Who's uh, was that? Who's 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 New York? Eric Adams. Eric Adams. I thought it was someone else. Uh, it's Eric Adams as of last November. Oh, yeah. oh. Who was before that? De Blasio. He also sucks. Wait, where's Rudy Tutti Giuliani? He's also in New York, right? In like 2000. Huh? No, he no, was no. Mayor not in when, 9/11. Not when he was mayor. Just like, where is he? I don't fucking know. Well, apparently he's on the Mass Singer. Oh, fucking Rudy Tutti Giuliani singing. Wow. That's what I call him, everyone. He just, it's just Rudy Giuliani, but I, for some reason... It's kind of like when I go to Disneyland and I try to say Thunder Mountain. You say Thunder Fuck Mountain. Yeah, now, I'm, now I've trained myself to Thunder it's Pause Thunder Mountain. It's Thunder Mountain Railroad. It's Thunder Fuck Mountain, okay? It's my favorite goddamn ride. I could say... It, I can call it whatever I want. I'd ride it ten times in a row if I goddamn hey, could. Hey, babe, what's your topic? <laughs> I was like calling it Thunder Thigh Mountain as just an example. Okay. Anyway... I have a topic. We should probably talk about it, maybe. But, but before you know we do that, let's hear let's from, our from our sponsors. sponsors. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi. Hi. I'm going to turn. So because. Okay. So listeners, we're in the same office. Because we like live together or something, yeah. Um, but our computers are actually not facing each other because we, we just moved, so we like have a. Different they used setup. to be. I'm gonna turn. To... I'm not gonna face you because my pattern for my cross stitch is on my computer. And I have to turn because my research is also on my computer. Um. Yeah, so I picked a shorter topic, and it's something I touched on in a previous episode. Um, just cause I was like, I knew this is something that I wanted to do, and I knew it was something that needed to get done, or it was just fun and exciting, and, and all that. Um, but I don't want to get anything deep because like I said, it's an odd month for us. Uh, Christina is not as available and I just wanted to do something that was not too taxing. Cause like we're pretty busy too. Cause we just we're also moving. Well. <laughs> yeah. We just finished like we're unpacking now. And anyway, um, so Chelsea, yes, I have, um, again, I don't have a big topic, but if I could hypothetically ask you, 
If you could, like... I mean, you don't have to hypothetically ask me. You can just ask. <sighs> if I could ask you a hypothetical question. Okay. My God. This is this is what you're signing up for, listeners. Us, yeah. Us bickering. Christina won't listen to this episode, I, I swear. Probably not. I bet Christina won't. Christina hates listening to us bicker, which is just the way we communicate. It kind of is, yeah. It kind of is. Um, if you could go to a movie theater and you could pay to see any event in history live well not live but like you know just uh, yeah as if you were there um seeing it from the ground what what event would you see that's a big question a big question and i'm not really sure there's a lot of things that i want clarification on yeah uh i think we were talking about it the other day i'd love to see the assassination of jf kennedy um you said jf kennedy yeah isn't that what it is it is, but I've never heard someone call him J.F. Kennedy. What is he called? John F. Kennedy or JFK? Oh, well, no, because I think of the JFK airport, so it's, it's JF Kennedy. You are the only... Okay, I'm moving on. Yeah, I wanted, I'm, I would be really interested in, like, if I could... If I could stand next to where the supposed second shooter would have been during this scenario, which we haven't done an episode about this, actually. Yes, we have. Oh, we have? Uh, about the second shooter specifically? No, we've just done an episode on the Kennedy curse, I think. Well, we did, we may if we did an episode on the Kennedy curse, I'll link it here, but like specifically related to the assassination theories, but um I'd like to do that. That would be fun to watch. That would be episode 116. Yeah. Can't think of anything. I I mean, I'm thinking of like the assassination of Julius Caesar. I'm thinking oh. of the burning of the Library of Alexandria. I'm thinking of Hell yeah. I'm thinking of the the Ripper murders just to know who the fuck it is. Uh, There's a lot of things. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of points in history, listeners, that I'm trying to say that if we could just go back and watch it in a sense without affecting it, then that's the the kicker. The crucifixion of Jesus Christ. You know, it's funny you mentioned that. I had a feeling it would be related. So I did a topic, um, uh, episode 228, uh, where I talked about the secret Vatican library. The Vatican Archives, which uh, we're about to open up to the public to be able to visit um, before the pandemic. And then a month later, the pandemic opened or not opened, but like happened, which made it not available to be open for the Vatican Archives. And I talked about in that episode. Go ahead and go listen to it about the secret things that are inside of the Vatican Archives. What so episode I, is that, Mal? I, I just said it. Oh, I, ju- I just said it's episode 228. You said it so quickly. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Huh. Uh, some of the things that are supposedly in the archives are aliens, uh, Jesus Christ himself, and uh, ancient texts. And also, if you recall, something called the chronovisor. I don't recall this, but I'm very excited to hear about it. Sounds good. I, you know, I would have assumed you would have some thought about this, but it sounds like your mind is empty. Empty. Completely empty. I have no idea what we're about to delve into, and I'm very excited about it. Sometimes when I talk to you, you have the same energy as an orange cat, and I really love it. I don't know how to take that. Positively. Okay. Okay. The chronovisor. This topic uh, is something I wanted to do for a while. It was just on the back burner, and I'm glad I finally I got a chance to do it, so it's really exciting. But let's go ahead and give some historical context. What we're going to talk about first is a man named Father Francis Brune. Brune? Brune. Oh, Brune. Yeah. Broom? I thought you said Broom, and I was very confused. No, Brune. Uh, in his 2002 book, Le Nouveau Mysteria de Vatican, which is the Vatican's new mystery. You said that very nicely. Thank you. Uh, was allegedly, the chronovisor was allegedly a functional time viewer. 
Uh, I don't huh. know of any other concepts of time viewers. I'm sure there have been many other tales of them, but specifically for the chronovisor, this was a time viewer that you like wore on your face. Uh, Brune is the author of several books on the paranormal and religion, and also is a father of, I believe it's the Catholic Church. In the book, uh, The Vatican's New Mystery, Brune relates that the chronovisor was built by a Pellegrino Ernetti, who lived from 1925 to 1994, an Italian priest and scientist. Although Ernetti was a totally real person, like actually, the existence or functionality of the chronovisor being spoken of has never been confirmed. Well, I it, would, yeah. I think that would be pretty big news if it was. Well, I'm, uh, we, we have some big news in today's episode, I'll tell you that. Okay. Its alleged capabilities are strongly reminiscent of the fictional time viewer, which is featured in T.L. Sherrod's 1947 science fiction novella, E for Effort, which I've never read. Which I should. I think that is an interesting title for a science fiction novella. I mean, I don't know what that is, but I'm about to I'm about to click it and find out. E I, for effort. That just sounds very sarcastic. Uh, it's about the consequences of having a time viewer, a machine that projects images of the past, which has been reprinted many times in the science fiction, and it's in the science fiction hall of fame. I feel like that was also an episode of the Twilight Zone. Oh, I, I probably. I mean, viewing time, like I said, it's one of those things where we just mentioned if you could see something, you know, what would you, what would you like to see? But the chronovisor. Trying to get my stuff together because I can't remember shit. You can't make fun of me anymore about my topics. I never make and fun how of I you. Research them. I never make fun of you for your topics. Okay, it's been a fucking busy week. I had to get things together. Why are you? Why are you ha- hassling me? I'm not hassling you. I'm just saying you hassle me. I never. All right. From the 1960s until the 1990s, Father Pellegrino Ernetti claimed that he helped create a time machine called the Chronovisor, which he used personally to observe the crucifixion, crucifixion, crucifixion of Jesus Christ. Which is exactly what the Passion Play is about. Uh, Apparently. Bringing it back around to the intro. From the unsolved disappearance of Emanuela Orlandi in 1983... No clue what that is. To a covert collection of documents known as the Apostolic Archive, the Vatican's history is full of secrets. Of all of the Vatican's purported secrets, none may be more bizarre than the legend of the Chronovisor. Uh, I'm on all that inter- all that is interesting dot com, and uh, I don't I don't think that's true. I, th- I think there's more bizarre things possibly. Um, just personally, you know. I think the fact that because I when you said the aliens thing about the Vatican archives, I was thinking proof of aliens, and then immediately remembered no. When you talked about it, you meant literally tiny aliens are living there. Yeah, they're they're there. They're- I think that's weirder. It is. Uh, that is weird. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. Supposedly, little aliens are like alive, and also there's dead ones too. Anyway. Though the existence of the chronovisor has never been proven, the 2002 book by Father Francis Brune says otherwise. The uh, Father Pellegrino Ernetti was a, a Benedictine monk uh, who supposedly created this device in the early 1960s. He confided in Brune uh, they were apparently on a boat, just like on a river, or like in, um, they were in Italy. They were on like one of those vast, I don't know what Italian lakes are called, but they were on lakes? a lake. Lakes? Huh? They're just lakes. Yeah, but they have names. I don't know what the name of it is. Oh, okay. Because like they're just they're just also lakes. Well, yeah, I'm aware they're bodies of water. But anyway, um, apparently uh, Brun and Arnetti met up and both being uh, religious uh, pastors and fathers. God's talking about all kinds of stuff. And specifically, their greatest interest was actually talking in different languages. Uh, Supposedly, they talked in like things like Italian and, and Latin and stuff like that. And but eventually their conversations went to science. 
Ernetti confided in Brune and said that, hey, hey, what's up? Hey, okay. I, me and like 12 scientists, you know, real famous ones like Enrico Fermi and also Warner Von Braun. Uh, we built we built this thing called the 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 chronovisor. Uh, Enrico Fermi, which do we do we do an episode on the Fermi paradox? We did. We did. Yeah, I'll link that here. That would be episode ten. And then also the F- Warner von Braun is a former Nazi scientist, which helped America get to the moon. There's a lot of those, unfortunately. Huh? There's a lot of those, unfortunately. There's I think we the- briefly talked about Operation Paperclip at some point. Some someday. Who's to, who's to say? Maybe someday. Well, I think. Never mind. Supposedly, there were 12 scientists that helped Ernetti build this device. It was made of cathode rays, antennae, and metals that received sound and light, and all signals of wavelengths. The chronovisor purportedly allowed the team of scientists to document events of the past, including the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. The machine, therefore, could validate the teachings of the Bible simply by providing a first-hand look into the past. Venice's Grand Canal. That's what it is. That's where they met. I was like, I know the body oh. of water's name comes up, but I couldn't remember. But yeah, in Venice's Grand Canal. They that's met. like, you know, with the with the gondolas and everything. I guess. I've never been. Oh, I'm saying that as a fact. It is It is like the place with the gondolas and shit. I guess. I guess. Okay. Like, I mean, yeah. Is that where they sing pizza pie? Uh, it's what you're thinking of, yes. <laughs> According to Ernani, the device had several antennae, three of which were made of mysterious metals that picked up sound and light waves across their entire respective spectrums. Respective spectrums, what a word. It also had a direction finder on the device. It was allegedly tuned into the specific era one wanted to view, while a screen displayed it and a recording device captured the footage. The chronovisor was thus more of a window into the past than a time machine. Ernani said it worked like a television, catching echoes from days long gone that had been floating in space. And he claimed to have seen some astonishing things. So wait, it doesn't have to be on Earth? You can look at space? I guess that's what the... I, I mean, that would be what I would assume from this sentence. I'm not saying that he looked at things in space, but that Ernetti was obsessed with... The, Ernetti was actually a musicologist, supposedly from what multiple articles have been telling me, where he studied sound, which is cool and all, but then he apparently created a time viewer. Okay, because if we can look at stuff in space, I have so many more things I want to see. Oh, black holes. I mean, I uh, yes, but also I want to see what Mars was like, like a billion years ago, because we uh, think that possibly Mars is like the end of civilization. Oh, you mean like Mars is what a future depiction of current day Earth could be? Yeah. That's cool. And someday my dad will get trapped there. Matt Damon, specifically. You have too many dads. Look, one can never have enough dads. Tom Hanks, great dad. Matt Damon, great dad. Ewan McGregor, he's like an uncle. Okay. Oscar Isaac? His daddy. Okay. Um, is Oscar Isaac doing Moon Knight? Yes. God, he, well. This is not a Disney, uh, Star Wars, or Marvel podcast. Just keeping that in mind. I mean, Sure. <laughs> I'm saying it's not. I'm just for Christina's sake. It is today. It is not. Uh, it is not uh, those that kind of podcast. Christina's not here. Christina. So someone has to be the voice of reason. Okay. So I have with me a diagram of what is supposedly the chronovisor. And I had not seen the, the diagram till today, even though I knew of like the, the chronovisor and stuff and like that. Can I see it? Yeah, it's right here. 
Okay, I was thinking it would be more like one of those like little little view things that you get as like a kid where it's got like screen caps of Disney movies on it. Not exactly. That's what I thought it was going to look like. It's still like that in my head, I've decided. So, okay. I mean, that's fair. So what we've got is in front of the human being a box that they look through. And the box seems to capture and go through what I'm assuming is a diagram of like a space-time tunnel. I'm just being real. That's where we're at. And then it seems to project the screen, uh, uh, project forwards a screen of, on the, I'm assuming like on the wall or on like a projector style system, um, what the viewer is is viewing. On a separate channel, the Chronovisor viewer is also connected to a uh, telecommunications box that looks like it goes off to a separate machine that obviously does like recordings and video and audio signal, which that part makes sense. But like there's an image of a box and then an arrow going forward with another box with like circly windy bits. And then after that, it's like on the screen and it like shows a projection. And I'm just like, I don't, this needs, this de- this blueprint needs way more detail. And as a, I'm so sad that Christine is not here because as a, as an engineer, I feel like she'd have more feedback. Please just send it to her. I know exactly what you're doing right now. Please do so. Uh, I'm like, I'm sending it with no context, by the way. Yeah. Zero context. And we'll see what, we'll see. I'm just going to at Christina. Wow. I can't. Yeah, me not typing. <laughs> Who would have thought? I can't spell. <laughs> I took Bible. It's more likely than you think. It's more like, it's more likely than you think. Uh, so he said, we'll see if, we'll see if Christina gets back. Because again, she's very busy right now. But um, Ernetti recounted. How he witnessed Marcus Tellius Cicero's speech to the Roman Senate in 63 BC, before Christ, right? That's what BC is, before Christ? Uh, I don't think that's what it means anymore. You'd have to look it up. I don't know. It's actually, it's not BC anymore. It's BCE, which is before Common Era. Right, right. Ernetti said his gestures, his intonation, how powerful they were, what flights of oratory. Ernetti made additional, increasingly bolder claims. Such as, again, having observed the crucifixion of... Crucifixion. Fuck. Crucifixion. Sure. Of, of Jesus Cristo. Um, okay. For, uh, yeah. Did you know... Did you know that Spanish and Latin have very similar roots? I... Yes. It's a romantic language. I'm very aware. Are you saying I'm romantic? That's not what we're currently talking about. <laughs> From the founding of the Roman Empire to the destruction of S- Saddam, Saddam, Sodom and Gomorrah, wow. Arnetti alleged that he and his team of 12 scientists had taken a peek into some of the most important events in the Bible. Um, I think, because supposedly he saw Jesus Christ, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more, but supposedly he saw uh, Marcus Tellius Cicero's speech in the Roman Senate, which I don't even know what that's actually referencing. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I of don't know ancient either. like speeches. Apparently, he did see the death of Caesar. Okay. <laughs> Christina's response is, "Chronovisor." Is this a time viewing machine? Yes. Hold on. I put. Uh, what do you make of this totally real blueprint? Excellent. Hold on. I need to capitalize "real" because it's like real. Yeah. Apparently, he saw like the death of Caesar and. Um, <laughs> I do like the concept that there's a whole salad named after this man. Have we had this conversation before about how there's a salad named after Julius Caesar? Uh, I think we have, but I don't know what the, the outcome of this conversation was. I mean, I remember the outcome being you upset, upset with me for some reason. I, I don't recall. I, there's probably several reasons that could have been. There's several, several reasons, yeah. Um, 
He also described that around their invention time, the team watched speeches by Mussolini and Napoleon. And I scenes from- would not want to watch speeches by Mussolini. Yeah, I definitely or Napoleon, to be quite honest. Eh, I might be interested in Napoleon, although I don't speak either Italian or French. Well, we are talking about famous scientists, and er- Ernetti was supposedly well versed in language. So uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe that was one of the reasons why Ernetti was able to understand Mussolini and Napoleon. I'm barely say. versed in English. We are we are both barely versed in English. Uh, I'm about as confident in my English as I am in my Latin. Funny enough. Jesus. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's like peeling an onion. Uh, uh, supposedly, uh, he also witnessed a performance by Theistes. 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 The ship of Theseus? T-H-Y-E-S-T-E-S. Okay. Oh, oh, th- uh, that is the name of a play, uh, which was m- written by Quintus Aeneas, one of Rome's most important authors. So important. I don't know who he is, but all right. I don't know why you spelled it at me. Oh, I actually spelled it for the people listening to the podcast, okay. since it's not just you and me. There are, there are, in fact, more people than just us two involved in today's episode. Honestly, wild. <laughs> we have listeners who's the, wow i just you know i can't even imagine okay and this is where we're actually going to take a t- patreon break because like i said it's not a big topic so okay uh you're on your own <laughs> i'm on my own i don't know what the fuck to do why is it you hate ad-libbing why do you hate is it because you're post-production is that just why it might be one of the reasons honestly the thing is listeners i need you to understand that we, as a, as a team, have something called patreon.com slash cults, cryptos, conspiracies. And if I was, in fact, being held against my will to both edit and record some of these for a few episodes. And who's to say you're not? And, and hi, we're being hypothetical here. Uh, if I was being held against my will, I would tell you to certainly not go to that website. Do not go to patreon.com. Slash cult cryptic conspiracies. Because if I was being held against my will, I would tell you to um, seek help. But possibly, if you go and subscribe to the $2 tier, which is the crypt cord, you could get access to a whole community of people who listen to the podcast and know more the ins and outs of like our, like the way we talk and talk about plants and animals and definitely a lot about topics and, and, and current events and news. Um, and if you did go and subscribe to the $2 tier, you can then send a message that says send help. And then my someone can come and get me. That is if I was being held against my will, which I'm not. <laughs> Quite obviously, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Chelsea's looking at me. Um, but also, we also have the $5 tier, which is the bits, which I would tell you, there's obviously no reason to listen to the bits, which are cut off pieces of the podcast that are from different episodes put together. So you can kind of get like a slice of life experience of some of the podcast hosts which if you just so happen to translate them and listen to some of them backwards, you would definitely hear my ple- pleas and cries for uh, eternal salvation. Ooh, that's like my... when we did the episode about Paul is dead. <laughs> yes, because uh, I'm currently being held against my will. If I was, if, I mean, I'm certainly, I'm certainly not. Uh, also, there's the $10 tier, the part of the paranormal, where you get to listen to us, uh, specifically me, on, most, um, on some occasions, being forced to listen to trashy romance novels. Which are about that ghosts. is absolutely being forced upon us. This is absolutely there's no lie here. That is being forced upon us. Um, or we read things about uh, vampires and werewolves and ghosts. Oh my! And usually, um, very terrible uh, sexual anatomy. Um, not a, 
it's not, it's not there's not gay enough. I need more gay. Just being real. Um, and uh, if if I was in fact being held against my will, you would subscribe to that ten dollar tier in hopes to save me. Okay, in this hypothetical situation, did I like kidnap you and force you to marry me? Like, what is happening here? I thought you said you weren't involved in this uh, in this <clears throat> skit. Listen, I'm just asking hypothetical questions. Uh, and then this is all hypothetical. This hypothetically, if I was in fact being held against my will, um, what you definitely wouldn't, you know, w- w- what you'd want to do if I was, which I'm, which I'm not, is you'd want to become the librarian, which is our twenty-five dollar tier. With that, you get to choose the book that gets forcibly uh, projected onto us, the hosts, including me, and you could maybe pick a book that teaches me life skills to be able to get out of my current trapped situation. Uh, hypothetically. Um, it has to be supernatural and it has to be romance, but I mean, that's a broad, that's a broad subject. Maybe you could pick a book about someone who is being held against their will by a supernatural being. No, please don't. And they, uh, do fall in love, but also eventually do escape. And it's like a love spurn situation where it's like, I must leave cause you kidnap me, but I do God. love you because, uh, please help. I must escape. Anyway, um, patreon.com slash cult script and conspiracies. Okay. That happened. Send help. Again, oh, speak, sp- did I force you to marry me in this hypothetical situation? What is going on here? Uh, the skit has ended. Okay. You'll never know. All right. Yeah, may- maybe if you uh, next time are involved in the skit, you'll know. Why would I do that? <laughs> why would you indeed? Why Why would you indeed? But yes, um, thank you, everybody. Thank you for shopping at Blessed By. God, I loved the Blessed By skit. I don't even know what episode that was in, but um, honestly, if I could just like take cuts of all of our Patreon skits, I would just listen to them back to back to back. They're fucking funny. I have such a great time. I'm glad. Because improv is fun. Eh. Okay. Now, the last part of my subject is specifically about the telling of the crucifixion of Jesus Christ and about Ernetti and Ernetti's death. I thought I'd save this more thicker. Uh, part of it for the end. Okay. Ernetti and the 12 scientists supposedly witnessed, uh, I guess live would be a way to say it, but w- with the chronovisor, with the time viewer, the crucifixion of Jesus Christ. They watched the entire event from uh, the thorn crown that was put upon him, from the, him having to haul the across from a long distance, the nails being shoved into his hand, him dying over a three-day period and being stabbed by the uh, Holy Spear, which is uh, also, funny enough, a topic worth doing. The spear that uh, stabbed Jesus Christ. Really? It's considered holy? That seems real dark. Because it was bathed in the blood of Jesus Christ. What the fuck is wrong with Christianity? And that's a great question. So supposedly they saw the entire thing. With that, they actually, the chronovisor supposedly was able to, as I said earlier, actually record through uh, their jury rigging of sorts, was able to record the events as if they were watching it live. Uh, I don't know. I, I obviously don't think there was color, but they were able to watch all the events of Jesus' crucifixion. Oh, did they make Jesus a white guy? Well, being as how it was in black and white, you know, I really can't say. But what I can tell you is that obviously it has to be true if it goes in the local publication newspapers, right? Because there was a black and white photo in La Dominica del Correal, which is the Courier Sunday, a long-established news magazine. Title, Invented, a machine that photographs the past. Not only was there a diagram of the machine in the Courier Sunday, but a photograph of the face of Jesus Christ during his crucifixion. 
Hmm. The story came out from from the monk Arnetti, and with him claiming for the world to know and see that he himself witnessed the the end time of Jesus Christ. Oh, actually, that's another question. Is it only the past, or can it also see the future? Uh, from what I'm understanding, only the past. Yeah. Okay. Yes, specifically, Arnetti had the belief that sound waves carried. His words were that they carried essence of the past and therefore could be interpreted, which is what the chronovisor does. I do fully believe that sound is a field that needs to have more explanation, but what is it like? You know what else needs more explanation? Magnets. Yeah. It's true, actually. Yeah, magnets definitely. There's a lot of subjects that need more, more explanation. If this did come out, and at the time I would have been like, yeah, I'd like to hear about this, but there's more to the story. Okay. With this article coming out and... Him publicly saying that there was a team of 12 scientists involved that helped to create, construct, and view this event. There is definitely a lot of uh, skepticism as far as uh, what, you know, what, what could be used and, and, and its validity, quite sure. obviously. Ernetti said in the article that while he did view the crucifixion... Crucifixion. You got it. No. Of, of the Christ, of John Christ... John, okay. Uh, of Joshua Christ. Um, well, he did witness it. We're getting it. farther from it, and I hate this. <laughs> uh, he did say uh, in an interview that he believed the device was dangerous. And because, he stated, while it had not been the original intention, it could pick up the thoughts of those nearby. Okay, now, all right. And while it's also stated that while Ernetti did an interview with the Courier Sunday, uh, La Dominica de Coderre, um, he did not actually provide the photo of Christ's face. An anonymous tip sent in the photo of Jesus Christ. Who the fuck is that? Supposedly one of the 12 scientists. Okay. In the 2002 book I mentioned earlier, La Nouveau Mystère de Vatican by Brun. flexing that you can pronounce shit. <laughs> I'm sorry that you suck. Get good. Get fuck good, you. scrub. Um, Brune said that Arnetti had told him on their, uh, in Venice on their boat ride that they had recorded again, Christ from the last supper all the way to his death, which would have meant they would have seen the exchanging of bread of wine. Uh, what was it that guards ear getting cut off him being captured, stuff like that. Oh shit. Did they see Jesus fuck? I mean, that depends. The Bible doesn't dictate if he does or does not fuck in the last days of his life. He I definitely bet he did. Would. I mean, we all know Jesus fucks like, not fucked like like Jesus like you get what I'm saying capital F. Supposedly, Arnetti told Brune that they disassembled the machine after the experimental stage of witnessing Jesus' crucifixion because of fear that it could reveal anything that happened in the past, which I feel like is the point. Yeah, um, including specifically state secrets. Mm. They claim that the destruction led to con- well, the claimed destruction led to conjecture. That the chronovisor still exists, stashed away in the Vatican secret archives. Yet there does seem to be more grounds to doubt the machine even ever existed. If there was something held, huh? No. You're telling me that (laughs) this chronovisor that can see through the past isn't real? How dare. I've only ever talked about topics that are totally real on this podcast. Yeah, absolutely. 100% real. Tiny aliens in the Vatican? Definitely there. (laughs) There, uh, Look... Are there, is there possibly a mummy in the Vatican secret archives? That I could believe. That I could totally believe. I could totally believe that. Yeah. What, what was it I, I said in the episode that the Vatican archives is technically the largest collection of art? 
because oh, it's yeah. it's a lot of like statues and like and like paintings and yeah. stuff like that. Like the Vatican like commissioned Michelangelo. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. Um, several months after the story in La Dominica de Clarere, uh, the Courier Sunday, another Italian magazine received a photograph of the face of Christ on a wood carving in a church of a small Umbrian village. Aside from being reversed, the image was virtually identical to the photo that appeared in the previous article that Ernetti did an interview for. A Spanish sculptor made the said wood carving in 1931 based on a nun's vision. According to Brune, Ernetti said it resembled the chronovisor photo because the nun also saw the actual crucifixion just as they had. I'm never going to be able to say that word again. You're not, and I feel bad for you. <laughs> Do you? Eh, a little bit. Ernetti, Ernetti's other proof also seems kind of problematic. Catherine Eldred, a doctor in classic uh, knowledge and history, was asked to study and translate Ernetti's uh, Theseus for the English edition of Austrian Peter Cross's 1997 book about Ernetti. Uh, again, Theseus, T-H-Y-E-S-T-S, is a long-forgotten play by a very famous uh, Roman author. In the translation, Catherine Eldred noted that Ernetti's transcription was only a tenth as long as would be expected by a great play, and by supposedly, through history, the knowledge of this lost play. And a number of the words in it weren't part of the Latin language for another 250 years. Uh, for, for context, the Latin language was something that was spanned over such a long time that, I guess in a sense similar to English, more words and context was added to it until it eventually one day did become well, a dead language. Yeah, I think all languages evolve. All languages evolve, but Latin being one of the main... It's just old. It's just old, but Latin was supposedly the, the language of the most intelligent. And uh, again, it's a fucking dead language. No one, no one actually speaks it, really. Um, she also said that the wording suggested limited hardcore Latin Catholics. skill. What? I said hardcore Catholics. Hardcore Catholics, yeah. Uh, the wording suggested limited Latin skill, which one wouldn't expect of someone who wrote in Latin, which I will remind everyone. Ernetti supposedly knew a lot of languages and himself also knew how to speak in Latin. So it's an interesting concept of having a limited Latin skill. Austrian uh, author Peter Krasa, who did a book on Ernetti in 1997, also published a letter, reportedly, from an unidentified distant relative of Ranetti. It claimed that on his deathbed in 1994, uh, the monk Ranetti confessed that the Christ photo and the Theistius manuscript were obviously a fake. Ranetti also supposedly said that Fermi had nothing to do with the chronovisor, although notably, he insisted the machine was still real, even though... The photo and the manuscript were faked. He still stated that he saw and witnessed the crucifixion of Christ and many of these other events. Uh, Brune, whose book awaits an English translation uh, as of this article, says any such confession was false and forced by church authorities. Okay. De okay. Despite no hard evidence of its existence, any time machine in the Vatican secret archives is exceptional for, uh, for being interesting for all kinds of tales. Why would an educated and respected monk uh, invent and stand by such an outlandish story for decades up until his death and past it? Because, again, he, he said the device was real. A definitive answer may require a machine that can see into past events 
and read participants' thoughts. If we got another time machine, we'd be able to see Ernetti make the time machine. Okay. And uh, that's the chronovisor. Just a small little... Uh, What's his- the takeaway, Mal? What's the takeaway? Yeah. See, here's the thing that I like about the chronovisor is that there's a concept in science that states you cannot... Like, if you view something... Uh, there's an actual science term for it. But if you view something, you will outwardly and in one way or another affect it. And so many people have posited that if we could do time travel, even if you did as much as possible to leave zero um, virtual, physical, metaphysical blueprint, you will still change history regardless. Right. This, this is even deeper than the, like the um, butterfly and the tsunami thing, like butterfly's wings thing. It's just like just because you breathe the same oxygen in that area, suppose that means that that changes the course of history. Well, it's like how everyone posits that there are certain things in history that prove that time travel exists we just haven't invented it yet like the plague what do you mean well because the because what it is is that if we go to a place that does not have the vaccinations that we have and then we go there and we spread something that are that human immune systems haven't yet evolved to fight off then we kill a bunch of people um so that would be the plague uh, there's also, you know, people are like, hey, maybe certain things weren't supposed to happen or like someone tried to basically like stop Hitler, but in order, but in doing so caused actually something else. And so it's it's like a whole thing. Right. I remember uh, someone was positing, like, if you can go back in time, would you kill Hitler, like baby Hitler in his crib? And a lot of people have said yes, as you should. But then people were stating, it's like, okay, cool, you do that, you succeed, and you think you leave as little blueprint as possible, but you come to learn that, like, who is, who is, who is Italy's leader? Was that Mussolini? Mussolini. That Mussolini then was leading the uh, Axis powers. Or maybe someone already went back and killed, like... A different dictator? Well, like, someone already went back and killed baby Hitler, but it wasn't actually... But it was, like, someone else who did something horrible, like... Yeah. Germany was just ripe for the taking. Like, Hitler was definitely, you know, the leader, but there was a lot of people that thought the same way he did. That's how the Nazi party came to be. So it was like, they killed someone else, but then Hitler rose to power instead. You know, that kind of thing? Uh, Yeah, like, if you look back on history, uh, Germany was in a very specific position. Yeah. That was uh, weak and fragile and exploitable. And uh, Anyway, history repeats itself. What I'm saying is that the chronovisor is a nice kind of like idea of like, oh, we can view history without changing it, which I do like that as a concept. But I think that in itself kind of disproves it because how else would you be able to view history if you were not a part of it at the same time? You cannot view something without changing it. So I don't know. It's a nice like, uh, like I asked at the beginning of the episode, if you could view something, what would you like to view? It's a nice thought experiment. But other than that, I I totally think the chronovisor is not real. No, of course not. Do I think maybe time machines someday could be? Perhaps. Do I think teleportation will be? Yes. Do I hate the Prestige movie? 100%. Really? I I don't want to talk about it. Okay. It's... I have a lot of emotions about that you movie. You don't have to talk about the Prestige. <laughs> anyway, I think the takeaway is that um, if you want to view time, just go read a fucking book. Well, thank you, Mal. So we're going to get into correspondence and corrections. But before we do that, quick word from our sponsors. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry. 
sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, Christina got back to me about uh, the blueprint. And her response was, it would help if I could read any part of the blueprint. That's fair. I'm going to eat a cookie. I like the right to not read anything. I got, I got four more cookies to get through. And once I'm done with these four cookies, I'm stopping the recording, whether you're done or not. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right. So first, we have correspondence and corrections. And we're going to start with the tweeter. Tweeter. So, all right. The first thing we have is someone sending us a vine about when an author asked for a Minnesota accent. For their, oh, Jesus Christ, for their erotica novel. Oh, God. Thank you, at Raf Karkamo V for, for that. And then we have at EC the Fox sending us the great memes. Thank you for the memes, everybody. We appreciate about that. About someone who's a werewolf who has a special containment system, which is just when they're a werewolf, there's vacuums everywhere. Wait, what does that do to stop the werewolf? Well, because dogs are afraid of vacuums. Okay. I know Minna doesn't really care. Yeah, our dog does not care about vacuums. All right. We also have Ryan Keeley, who was guesting with us on Parlor of the Paranormal the last two times we've recorded it and may guest with us in the future, has promoted us on her Twitter. So thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you. And if you're a new listener, uh, because you're promoted, stick around. Yeah. Um, yeah, the first episode with Ryan went up live for everyone. Um, and the next episode will be next month. And uh, it's great. It's great. She's great. I love her. At Blessed Faye sends us pictures of their puppy with his rubber ducky bow tie. Oh, so good. Also, he ate a brick once. Jesus Christ. His name is Reese and I love him. Anyway. We have more memes from Issa the Fox. Oh, one of them's a fuzzy skeleton. Great. At American Rando sends us historical context for what's going on in Russia and why Putin's Ukraine is not a real country thing is such a bunch of bullshit, which is from a podcast called. I don't know what this podcast is called. Wow. I love how there was a huge lead up there. And then you're just like, but I don't know the name of it. Uh, I think it might be Russian rulers, but it's episode 213, the Russian Ukrainian crisis. Um, thank you. At Reluctant Prophet says Ukraine cast from the BBC is a very good podcast to check out. Trigger warning, very bummersville. Uh, at East of the Fox sends us memes about us, which is the meme, which is, is this a gallon and a whole drum? <laughs> <laughs> at Blank Spaces 89, Air 84 says I was up at 3 a.m. to watch Donny Osmond run the torch through my town for the 2002 Olympics. What a story. Uh, at American Rando, a note on annexations of territory. They're basically just someone declaring this is mine now, which other countries can choose to honor or ignore. Most of the countries honoring Russia's claim are Russian allies or other pariah states like Syria and North Korea. Yeah, uh, of course they would. Also, would Christina say that somebody tried to usurp the Quebec, uh, maple cartel? I'm sorry. Hold on. Could you please pronounce that no. city correctly? No. It's Quebec. No, but it's not. <laughs> 
Also, the Burlington, Vermont baseball team used to be known as the Maple Kings, and now they're the Lake Monsters, which is also fun. I like, you, I like the Maple Kings. That's sick. And if you want to get Jordan, oh, Jordan from Knowledge Fight for the Billy Goat Curse, that would work. Make sure to ask about the spot on Lower Wacker. We'll have to get back to Jordan on that. Uh, I, hope those guys, I hope those guys are doing all right. I listen to them. They're, they're doing good from what I'm listening. Good, good. At the Hyper Unicorn says, not sure I'll ever look at maple syrup the same way again. Why? It's delicious. At Datfire Princess says, a maple syrup heist? That sounds like a sticky situation. Oh, fuck. Let me tell you, the amount of episode titles we went through specifically for last episode, yeah. there was a lot of good ones, and we just had, we had to pick this one. Also... They say me listening to at C3 podcast episode 243. Oh, maybe LDS isn't as bad as I've been led to believe me listening to the episode 248 email. Nope. They suck. They suck real, real bad. Yeah. Also, fun fact that I learned recently from a friend who lives in Arkansas. It's illegal to pronounce it Arkansas. People from out of state say it so much there while really annoyed people from Arkansas. So they made it illegal. If you go there and say it, you're not likely to get arrested or get a fine or anything, but you will probably encounter a lot of stink eye. So it sounds like our Kansas needs to, to get with it, get with it. Like our Kansas needs to understand that it is the one state out of 50 that says it wrong. More memes from Matt. You see the Fox at American Rando sends me my last words, uh, which is absolute fucking unit of a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea showed me. She was like, look at this dog. And I was it was a video of a dog laying in the snow. And I was like, that dog looks like it has way too much thought going behind their eyes. And Chelsea's like, yeah, it's because it's a wolf. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm terrified. Uh, at Lucas T. CCL says, as a Canadian whose family has been making maple syrup for generations, listening to at C3 podcast, learn about sugar shacks and everything else made me laugh more than it probably should. I do like the concept of her house now being called the sugar shack, by the way. I really do appreciate that. Yeah. At TG Shepherd Van wants to know everyone's TikTok handles. Uh, mine is mostly just videos of Cinder and Midna, but I'll put it up eventually. I, I don't I don't post. I maybe should, but um, I am. You I, can like repost now, so you could just retweet things you like. Really? Yeah. That's too much power. Okay. That's too much power for me. You see how much I'm on it as it is. At Eleven Monster, it's sad to hear that we've left Spotify, even though it's a good reason. Sorry about that. We've gotten a lot of people that are like, hey, what happened to Spotify? And we're like, they suck. Uh, at Leona Produce sends me a great cross stitch that I got to do, which is warning. This is proof I have the patience to stab something a thousand times. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then someone sends us about the killing stone breaking. I don't know what that's about, but like it's par for the course for what's been going on in the world. From my understanding, please, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. Or I bet Christina will come about it when when she comes next, possibly. Or maybe our next guest will. Supposedly, it's a stone that, uh, according to like folklore, when it breaks, an evil spirit breaks loose. Yeah, some like demon princess or something. Something of that nature, which I'm just saying, waifu material. That's fair. And then, let's go on to the emails. Emails. Maybe. Uh-oh. Did you break it? I, well, hang on. Apparently, I don't have them on my phone. Chelsea yes, broke I, it, everybody. I didn't break it. Let me just get it up on my computer. You also could get it up on your computer. I mean, I just said I'm not reading anything. Okay, fair. This is your this is your sin and punishment. So first, we have from Helen. A man chooses poorly. I'm listening to episode 141 about libertarian paradise. I've attached a photo of the Tonga rugby team, and I'd like to imagine it was these dudes chasing the libertarians off Minerva reefs. Helen, I love this. This is awesome. Thank you, Helen. We also have from 
anonymous titled Amber Gold. Amber Gold is also the name of the tertiary character in Adult Swim's Venture Brothers animated show, which if you have not seen it yet, get on that pronto. Also, men's rugby shorts are a gift from the goddess. <laughs> yes, that is true. Okay. Both to watch men in and to wear. They're really comfy. Oh, that is a lot. Hang on, hang on. Christina usually uh, makes everything. Christina, I don't know if it's aware from our listeners. Christina, in some senses, is like, the organiza- organizer, the organizational person. Kind of. She's also wild, too. But, like, we're all a different version of wild. All of us have our strengths and weaknesses. And Christina's strength is being able to organize our fucking email. And my weakness <laughs> is not doing that. Well, we all have multiple weaknesses. I'll just leave it at that. Thank you to Anonymous for sending us pictures of their bonsai wolves, Thor and Bambi. And... Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let's do one or two emails. Yeah. I know we're not behind anymore, but send us emails. No, we're still behind. Um, Never mind. Send us emails anyway. But send us, I mean, we're behind by a month now, though, so, like, we need more. Uh, This one has no subject, and, oh, their signature. (laughs) Their signature is, my name is Lazaro, and you guys can try and pronounce it, but I also go by Fern. All right, cool. Thank you. Sweet Fern. Hello, Chelsea, Christina, and Mal. I'm a 17-year-old from Texas, so sorry if some of my sentences are weird or make no sense. It's fine. Look, we all know the public school system failed us all. It's okay. Oh, I wasn't thinking that. I was actually just because they're young. But that's... Because they're Texan? No, I said young. So, what about Why do you have your headphones on? We're in the same room. You're right. Why do I? I've had my headphones on this entire recording time. That's weird. All right. Fuck you. Read, Read from Fern. Um... I recently started listening to the podcast, which I started to because of my brother, who at the time talked a lot about your podcast. What actually got me hooked, though, was the episode about the ghost weasel, which was just a menace to society. (laughs) My brother specifically made me listen to that portion and then told me if I wanted to hear the rest, I'll need to listen to the actual podcast. Little did I know that's episode 176. Little bit of information about me listening to your podcast. I listened to it while I'm at school. Yeah. Oh, okay. Fuck yeah. The episode which I'm in right now is episode 30. I was in English class and had to take a moment to process everything that I was listening to and felt part of my soul float away. Mal, what's episode 30? Please look that up right now. (sighs) All right. All right. We're going to look up what episode 30 is. I hope you get to uh, Merlin's thick ass claps. uh, That's in the hundreds. That is in the hundreds. Um, That's like two episodes before lockdown. That is. That was one of the episodes like way before we, we were sent away. Uh, it's Ladies Night in D- Bummersville, episode 30. Uh, Chelsea takes a deep dive into how the red pill is actually a cult. Oh. While Christina talks about Elizabeth Bathory. Oh, oh, yeah. That's, God, there was, that was mm, a thick episode. That was a thick episode. Do you remember when you all used to do two topics an episode? God, that was a lot. And you still did it. And we did it. But like now our episodes are just as long. But deeper. There's (laughs) way more context. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if you guys still do family conspiracies. Yes. Yes, we do. But my family does, and I'll like to send it to you, but this email is already long, and it's actually really sad. My brother, on the other hand, will do more justice as he is seven years older than me. He's actually tweeted at you guys on multiple occasions. Oh. Nice. And I want this as a surprise for him since yesterday was his birthday. Oh, well, this is a month late, but happy birthday. I don't know. He won't be able to hear it on his birthday, but eh, can y'all please say happy birthday to him? Happy birthday. Happy fucking birthday. Oh, I forgot the name of my brother. His name is Jesus. Oh, that's like real in line with the topic. (laughs) Happy birthday jesus let me tell you jesus 
Keep living beyond the expectations of your peers. Make sure they understand that your existence on this planet is against everyone else. Know that you that you have become their problem, not the other way around. Anyway, one thing I forgot to mention is that you guys did an episode on my birthday. My birthday is November 2nd, also known as the Day of the Dead, which my family celebrates each year. And I've always loved the holiday, but I learned so much about my birthday from the episode. So thank you guys so much. I, that's when I did the, the episode about the religion in Mexico that celebrates Day of the Dead, I think. I cannot recall. I don't know. I, don't, I, I, don't, I will say I'm episode old. 148 is where I talk about Merlin. Get... Look forward to that. Yeah. Apparently people love that episode. All right. Let's see. What's the next? What's the next email? Eh, it's not It's not that bad. We Hit can me. do it. Gals, pal, gals, mouths, and non-binary pals. Hell yeah. This is called College Cult Story. Parentheses. Lighthearted. <laughs> sure. So I went to college in Appalachian. Oh, okay. So they put the pronunciation. It's Appalachian. I've heard Appalachia, whatever, uh, state university Ma in Boone, North Carolina. Okay. There was a whole parcel of shady med. There was a whole parcel of shady meth lab and mountaineer shenanigans in that area while I was there, but that's not why I'm sending this email. There was also a guy who visited a store owned by a friend of mine. He was tall, thin, white, a blonde, long hair, nothing out of character for a hippie college town with a dorm that made the cover of the high times twice. I saw this guy come in and leave a couple of times before someone told me what his story was. Turns out he was the he was the head man of a Wicca based religious movement. In some religious organizations, the head man or holy figure is called Pope, Imam, Abbot, Mullah, Hierophant, High Priest, Bodhisattva. We've said a lot of words or similar title in this organization. However, the top rank was sailor. On top of that, once you attained the August rank, you had to pick a celestial body to defend with all your undefined mystical power. And the only hitch was that you couldn't take the moon because the head man had already claimed it. Yeah, you read that right. On the upside, I never heard about the outfit doing any serious crimes. I also choose never to look into that any further. <laughs> to pay the pet tithe, here's one of my dogs trying and failing to... Uh, fill, oh, to get the Valentine's Day charcuterie plate. Oh, oh, puppy! Oh, what a good boy. Anyway, so that's it. Uh, signed M. So that's it. I will say uh, for just some more context, kind of what we talked about a little earlier. We touched on it. Episode 149, which is Florida Man from Self-Isolation, I think is the first episode we did where we separated again. Yeah. Um, which is very sad. We're, we're very sad. We wish we could be in studio, the three of us again. But just it, it does, doesn't always work out that way. Is it weird that I miss the the beginning of the lockdown because seems so simpler things seem so simpler back then instead of heading on to year three nothing but, has happened but yes this is this has been our podcast uh we really appreciate everyone listening again if you're a new listener stick around hit a follow it really does help us out um we'll get this out to you as per the usual Next week, we're going to have a guest, uh, someone who's been with us before. Actually, next two weeks, we're going to have guests, but uh, you'll, you know, it's a surprise. Um, but yeah, you know what, Chelsea, do we have any like socials or anything like that? Do we do that? So our email, if you want to send us more family conspiracies or anything of the like, 
is cultcryptidsconspiracies at gmail.com. You can send us little things like corrections on Twitter at C3 Podcast. You can follow us on Twitch where we'll eventually start streaming again, which is twitch.tv slash 3Cs team. That's twitch.tv slash T-H-R-E-E-S-E-A-S-T-E-A-M. Or if you don't remember any of that stuff, which fair, or if you want to send us something to our P.O. box, you can go to our website at coldscriptedconspiracies.com. Or maybe you could like video record with your time viewer the time when the three of us were in studio together recording and you could like send us video clippings of us and proof of our existence uh, that we could be cataloged throughout history of just us recording our earlier episodes. And you know what? If you did, I'd shed a tear. I remember when we used to be able to see each other. For the podcast the thing is it's harder now also because now we're farther away from each other we're also well, we're also just busy just like we you know we're adults but um yeah yeah th- you know i'm what? certainly an adult <laughs> anyway but yes uh thank you chelsea thank you mal bye mal <laughs> bye chelsea bye, bye christina. christina i can still hear her voice i cannot Oh, yeah, because you're going to be, you're going to be cross-stitching. I almost said knitting. No, I don't really knit. No. Well, you've done cross-stitching and what else? I've just been cross-stitching, like, this whole year. No, you, what's that? I thought you've... Embroidery? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of, yeah. Yeah, I haven't been doing any embroidery, though. I have some patterns I want to do, but I haven't done them. Because you're too powerful. What? Because you're too powerful. Sure, let's go with that. Sure. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Um, you you want to sink? Oh, we don't have to. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you almost got me. <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> if we were to start any time, we got a wild episode. All right.